This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. It's the weekend, so that means it's time for another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the more professional nature of these podcasts. In fact, the last episode that I published, I was very, very happy with the end result. Not just when it comes to, of course, including the new introduction, the segment in the middle, and of course the outro, but overall I was very happy with the flow, and I think I did a good job with it, so I hope you've been enjoying it. I will uh, admit, though, that probably this podcast may not make as much sense. Honestly, my allergies have been acting up quite heavily for the past three to four days. I know that's not an excuse, so I do apologize, Um, but I've been consistently sneezing. At the moment, my eyes are probably redder than blood, uh, and they're very, very itchy and very watery, but because it's the weekend, I've got to make sure to get this podcast out. I wanted to begin by saying just a big thanks to anyone that is listening right now. We have two new reviews that I wanted to go over, and as always, if you decide to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and it's a written one, I will be sure to give you a shout-out at the beginning. But of course, if you would just like to drop a star rating, you're more than welcome to, and that would be very much appreciated for the show overall. If you were listening to this on Spotify, or maybe you're unaware, I just wanted to once again give the reminder that Spotify wiped all followers, so if you were following on Spotify, I'd recommend just clicking that refollow button. Uh, That way you'll be actually notified when an episode goes live. Otherwise, I don't think that will happen unless you keep up to date uh, of my other social media platforms. So beginning with Maxi Boy, he said, hey DJ, I hope you see this. I love listening to the podcast and love the Discord server. I listen to this when I bike my seven miles to the airport to spot or just whenever. It's cool to hear your stories and life and I can relate in some cases. You were uh, one of the aviation YouTubers that have inspired me to do my own aviation channel on YouTube and I say a big thanks to you for that. I wish you the best with the podcast channel and just life in Australia. Thank you very, very much. That's a very, very kind review. Also, wishing you all the very best with your YouTube channel. I hope that goes splendid. And if anything, does a hell of a lot better than mine has ever done. And it's quite cool that you're able to ride your bike to the airport back and forth. And I'm glad this keeps you occupied at the very least. Thanks very much for that review. Moving on to James from Florida. He says, I'm an aviation junkie and started listening for that reason. But then you get to know Dan. He's a brilliant guy, much wiser than his years, with a great voice for podcasts and hopefully sports journalism in the future. Keep up the great work. Thank you. I'm glad you don't find my voice that annoying Uh, but hopefully with all the editing and stuff it's at least bearable to listen to so this podcast is going to go with the same sort of I guess you could say format as always, bit of personal stuff at the beginning, and then we move, we'll move into aviation stuff. And as you can see by the title, I'm moving out. I would just start with it right there. Uh, totally not a clickbait title, but I technically am moving out just for a little bit as some work is done 
to my bedroom and I'm not able to live in the house when this takes place. So I'll be in a little temporary setup just using my Mac screen. So I'm definitely not looking forward to that as I uh, productivity will go down massively for me. Uh, it's kind of similar to what I had to do in hotel quarantine. And naturally, when you have uh, six different applications open at once, it's, it's very hard to just work off the one screen. That's not saying that it's, it's not possible. It's just very, very difficult. So I'm not... I'm not too much looking forward to that, but I think it's just a bit over a week. So I will manage, um, and I'm sure I'll keep you updated with that over on my Twitter, which I should mention you're more than welcome to go and follow. I've been posting aviation images every single day there, and the reaction has been great. I think we've grown like 600 followers in the past two months, which is definitely a massive growth compared to previous months where I was definitely a lot more inactive. Um, Regarding university offers... Uh, obviously, I've informed you that I received two offers. Uh, nothing's really progressed there. I'm waiting for responses from other ones before I can move forward with uh, the choice that I would like to do. Hopefully, everything goes according to plan and I will be studying next year. Uh, but if not, I, I will let you know when I do firmly accept an offer and do firmly get in, fingers crossed. Uh, I don't want to say now what I may or may not be doing and all that kind of thing uh, unless it's completely confirmed, which, like I said, as of right now, it is not uh, I purchased a new headset over the past week. It's the Audio Technicas, one of the most reputable uh, headset brands, and definitely one that is, uh, I guess you could say, key when it comes to audio production overall. So that's podcast editing, video editing, music, sound, everything like that. I've been wanting to go with the Audio Technicas for a very long time, in fact, many, many years now, but I simply didn't want to. I don't know why I didn't do it, to be honest. I just didn't spend the money. I've, I've stuck with Razer, but... My most recent purchase was a Razer wireless headset, and honestly, they're comfortable and the sound's great, but the experience with it being wireless has been terrible. Um, I was I was very much, I think one of the benefits, pardon me, with wireless is you're able to walk around, and I, I really did enjoy the element of being able to get up, and if I'm listening to something, I can take my headset with me and I have to keep taking it off. Um, but the connection has, has been terrible. It's a USB connection, and it sometimes drops in and out, and then... Um, obviously I do like, I, like I said, I like the aspect of walking around, but the aspect of charging it has also been, was really frustrating to deal with. And in the past, I guess you could say month or so, it's just been unable to connect with USB. I've troubleshooted nearly everything and, uh, following quite a lot of research. It seems like it's a common problem that's only recently emerged with the specific Razer headset I went for that it does drop in and out quite frequently, which is just terrible. And it's quite frustrating as someone who needs a headset, because obviously I'm up all night with a family that is sleeping, I do need something that's good quality, and I just made the jump to the Audio Technicas, and I've been loving it since. The only thing that has, I would say probably the only downside of the Audio Technicas is the comfort factor. I wear my headset for a very, very long time, pretty much all day, and I have noticed they're probably not as comfortable as the Razer headset, but the sound quality far exceeds anything I've ever had before, and that's brilliant, not just from a standpoint of audio production, but it's great as someone who loves music. For people that don't know, music is a huge, huge passion of mine. Not making it, I just love listening to it, and um, it's great to have a headset that I guess you could say, works properly and really makes the most of uh, the beat, the voice, and just all that meshing together. So yeah, went with the Audio Technica's, been very happy so far. I'd actually argue that comfort levels have improved, but I think it was always going to be a bit difficult getting used to something totally different after having the same headset for so long. Um, And obviously, I've never had an Audio Technica headset before, and I think for me personally... 
it's an upgrade that really is starting to complete what my dream setup was. Now, when I say dream setup, I mean uh, of certain equipment. I always wanted the Shure SM7B microphone, but I had the Rode NT-USB for about four years, four years, before I finally made the plunge and got the Shure SM7B, which is what you're listening to which is what I'm recording into right now for this podcast. However, this of course goes into a cloud lifter. Then I'm recording this in Audacity and there's a bit of editing to the voice. Uh, At some point, maybe now potentially, I may show you what the edited version of my voice sounds like and what the not edited uh, version of my voice sounds like, pardon me. That's going to give you a great indication of the various filters that I add and I've gone into the back end like channel EQ, compressor and adjusted the levels to make it a setting that I think my voice sounds polished and all the same level and we don't have those huge spikes. Um, Spikes are definitely hard to avoid completely, I will admit, but I think I've gotten a lot better at that with my voice control and uh, I wouldn't say it's a presenter voice, but I've definitely gotten better at harnessing my voice. If you go back and watch the DJ's Aviation YouTube channel back in maybe 2017, my first videos where I really was discussing things, um, you can definitely take a look at my model release videos uh, and even model airport videos. You can tell that my voice is very much monotone. And I don't have the most expressive voice right now, maybe more so in podcasts and videos. But trust me, back then it was more like, there's going to be a new model of the uh, Gemini Jets. and the... So that's obviously not that pleasant to listen to compared to, I hope, now. Uh, like I said, hey, fever's been terrible. My eyes are watering so badly. And uh, the podcast is now also on Facebook, or is it Meta? Is that their new name? I don't know. I saw a headline that apparently Facebook's rebranding, but I don't, I don't like the platform. I just have a page on there, but... The podcast apparently is up there now. I don't know how it works. I don't even know where you can find it. But hey, if one person that is listening to this on an existing platform chooses to go over to Facebook, it's there. But look, if you find it, feel free to uh, send me an email because I have absolutely no clue uh, where on earth it is. It just gave me a prompt to upload my podcast's RSS feed. And I was like, oh, okay, well, sure, I'll do. I'll happily do that. Uh, That's going to conclude the personal section of this episode. Like I said, there's not been a whole lot going on. I think as we rapidly approach the end of the year, there'll there'll be a lot more of this sort of discussion. But I think aviation has definitely been occupying the majority of the podcast, which, hey, for a lot of people is what they come here to to listen to. And that is what you're going to get. So let's roll the transition. You're listening to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Stay tuned as we depart into another topic. And we are back, professional as ever. I hope you have been liking the intro, the transition, and the outro. It's definitely made editing and recording the podcast a lot more fun, although, spoiler alert, I don't actually hear the transition when I'm recording. That that goes in after, so I say roll the transition, and I'm basically silent for 30 seconds. It just gives me an indication on when to put that break in. I thought we'd begin the aviation section discussing Qantas. Once again, they're one of the most talked about airlines on this podcast, being Australian and being heavily invested in the past couple of years on the stranded Australians, Qantas's treatment, Qantas's international network, and a whole lot more. I think um, I'm always going to be the first person to go and talk about what's been happening. They are, of course, restarting their international network. Uh, flights have already begun, like I discussed in the previous episode. Uh, they're flying to London now, Los Angeles, and more routes are set to follow. Great news. It's nice to see the reunions. Like I said, it's been brilliant. 
Um, it should have happened a lot sooner. It shouldn't have gone the way it went. But look, we're here now not to discuss that. I'm here to discuss the Airbus A380, actually. The first one is set to come back into Australia on November 9th. Now, this will mean we'll see the restart of their flights to Los Angeles and then eventually to London. This report is with thanks to Executive Traveller. The aircraft will arrive into Sydney, first of all, and it's going to pull into Hangar 96. From there, there's going to be a lot of crew familiarization, which is something I did already discuss uh, and I think I believe a couple podcasts ago, the aircraft will not jump straight back into international services. Crew need to get familiarized with the product again, because believe it or not, the A380 has been missing from the Qantas network since now, what I believe, March 2020. This is due to, well, the closure of the international borders. The only aircraft, when we talk about long haul that were really kept on were a few 787s and these were doing the repatriation flights. Now, when saying that, those repatriation flights very rarely happen, but the A380s were parked up in a desert. It did provide us with some pretty incredible pictures of um, Airbus A380s parked. It's a sad sight. When I say incredible, I don't mean incredibly positive, but I will definitely say that it's uh, upsetting to see the A380s and really any aircraft like that. So like I said, uh, crew familiarization flights will be taking place. Uh, And then on top of that, early next year, we'll see a second Airbus A380 uh, joining up. And then in late March 2022, that Singapore-Los Angeles route will properly get underway. This is a lot earlier than the uh, Qantas, pardon me, were originally planning on welcoming the Airbus A380 back. Uh, Like I've discussed, it was actually meant to come back in many, many years, and they are accelerating the re-entry into service, and this comes from international demand and Australia reopening its borders, or at least most states planning on eventually reopening its borders. Uh, the border reopenings are very much reliant on vaccination rates, but uh, I believe Victoria and New South Wales have already opened up their international borders. So with that being said, that means I could, say, tomorrow jump on a flight from Melbourne to Doha and then go into London uh, if I really wanted to, as being someone who is double vaccinated. Not I'm going to, I do wish I could, but uh, that's just the sort of situation at hand. Uh, like I said, though, they were accelerating the re-entry, but that doesn't mean that all A380s will be coming back straight away. Qantas still believes that it's going to be a bit of a while before they all return. I think by 2024, they'll all be back. But see, that is still three years away. Um, perfect way to maybe remember is that's when the 777X will widely re-enter service. So if you want to try and link it up with something, just think, hey, all the Qantas A380s will be back when the 777X starts flying uh, passengers. So 2024 at some point. So Qantas' schedule shows the A380 flying from March 27th. This will be at QF11, and you can book this now if you do wish. Uh, And then by mid-November 2022, There'll be another three uh, A380s back, and this will be going on the Sydney, Singapore, London, or otherwise more commonly referred to as the Kangaroo Route. Now, what does this mean for the overall fleet of Qantas? Well, it does free up the Boeing 787s, which will then be put on other international services as the A380s do return, easing some of the strain and pressure. As I've already discussed, the airline is looking at accelerating the uh, Airbus Uh, The Boeing 787 deliveries, pardon me. They've got three currently awaiting delivery, but they're going to look at getting them expressed delivered, if you will, to cope with some of the demand. And like I've previously mentioned, they are going to be launching a service to India. They're finally returning there, specifically Delhi, in the coming month or so. 
Now, the airline has 12 Airbus A380s, but it will be retiring two of these. That means in the future, we'll only see them operating with 10. This is because they do not believe that they need to bring back all 12 and they can get rid of two of them. Basically, they're surplus to their requirements. The Airbus A380's overall retirement date with Qantas is not really being listed. They do not have a specific year or estimation at this point, uh, but it's encouraging to see them returning. We're seeing a lot more airlines making that dip and welcoming the aircraft back, but uh, I'd definitely be wary that it may not be around for, say, the next 20 years, maybe the next 10 and so forth. And of course, it will definitely depend on travel demand and whether they justify the operations continuing on the aircraft. On top of the Airbus A380 returning with Qantas, the British Airways A380 is also returning with new developments surrounding that aircraft with that airline. They're heading back to Sydney, and this will be via Singapore. This is coming, though, March of 2022. The A380 will return as well on the London-Singapore BA11 and BA12 service. This will be taken over uh, from the Boeing 777 that was previously occupying the route. Uh, just another... Uh, I guess you could say, change to the overall services at British Airways. The BA-15 and BA-16 service, which also heads through to Sydney, will be utilised by the 7879 instead of the Boeing 777. So uh, that's just a, I guess you could say, a bit of a shift, but uh, definitely for passengers, I think they'll prefer flying on the 7879 as that has got uh, quite a lot of people happy in total. The Airbus A380s with British Airways, if you've been checking headlines and really just social media in general, are slowly but surely returning back to Heathrow, and we've seen them in various airports around the world on the move, which, like I said, is very encouraging and certainly welcoming, to say the least. Uh, I think it's been a very bleak past 20 months. I think we can all say that, not just for the aviation industry, but for the world generally. And one of the aircraft that was the biggest hit by this pandemic has been the A380. Now, it was never an aircraft that was the most efficient. I think we can put our hands up and, and agree with that. But the pandemic certainly helped a lot of airlines realize that maybe the A380 wasn't the way forward. If they were, say, almost there realizing that, the A3, I mean, the pandemic, pardon me, certainly pushed them over the edge. And that's that's quite unfortunate. The A380 production was always going to be ceasing. Uh, if you're unaware, that will be, that's basically cease now. And the final A380 delivery is coming in, in the coming weeks, basically. And this was announced before the pandemic, but for airlines still operating the aircraft, it's been a rude awakening. I mean, Air France have already retired the type. We've got Lufthansa, uh, Qatar we're going to, but they're bringing them back. And like I said, many airlines have announced plans to bring them back, but obviously they still will not be here in the same capacity. And and like the past 10 years, Emirates will be definitely carrying the torch, if you will, for the A380. And I think they'll be one of the final remaining airlines that will be flying the type um, eventually when we're in the 2030s. Now, that's pretty logical to think that, considering that they're welcoming in their final one this year, but a lot of the other airlines I've been speaking of saw their first and last A380s arrive many, many years ago. But in saying that, what is always important to remember is that Emirates like keeping their fleet young. That means if an aircraft starts to get on age-wise, they, they typically do retire it, and that is something they, they don't shy away from. Uh, even if it's 12 years old, 13 years old. So I don't think we'll ever see the A380, uh, I guess you could say, spend 25 years within their fleet. I think they'll want to keep it very fresh, especially with the 777Xs, the A350s, the 787s, uh, really shaping their fleet in the future. In saying all that, the A380 is still set to be a very crucial part of their operations, to say the least. 
That's the discussion surrounding the A380. Let's move on to the A321 Neo Freighter. Now, if you uh, are a frequent viewer of the YouTube channel, you'll have heard me speak about this, but I thought I would give you like the aviation roundup in this episode. And uh, that is in relation to Air Asia being interested in a potential A321 Neo Freighter. The Air Asia, the Air Asia pardon me, group has by no means had a a very smooth pandemic. I think they've been one of the groups that has struggled the most. But at the at the very same time, they are the biggest Asian customer for Airbus and one of the biggest customers in general. They have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. In fact, more than 350 um, orders for Airbus aircraft. So it's a lucrative contract for Airbus, one they don't want to lose, but is at risk considering the financial position of AirAsia. Recent reports are indicating that they're in talks with Airbus uh, Airbus over a potential A321 Neo Freighter, which I should mention has not been confirmed by Airbus. They have not said that this will be going ahead. In fact, they've not really given us any hint at this. It's just been discussion from executives at airlines or regional managers and so forth. But if uh, Airbus was to go ahead and launch an A321 Neo Freighter, uh, it would like most likely see AirAsia order them. But what they would do is they would be converting some of their passenger aircraft. So they'd be converting passenger aircraft to the freighter aircraft. That They truly believe that the freight market is going to be crucial, especially in the Southeast Asia region. Now, this report was by Reuters, but like I mentioned in the video, it's not the first time that it has been mentioned. Uh, Leham News actually reported a couple of months ago for what I believe is in August, but do correct me if I'm wrong, that Airbus were interested in an A321 Neo Freighter and were in communication with multiple customers. And now, of course, at the beginning of November, it's come to light that obviously AirAsia are one of the airlines that are interested in placing an order potentially for this aircraft if... Um, if, pardon me, Airbus were to go through with making it. It's been a busy couple of months for the freighter sector, but really this pandemic has been pivotal for the freight market. Where uh, passenger numbers have lacked, cargo sector has been thriving, and while we see the uh, passenger area trying to recover lost ground, the freight market is already exceeding pre-pandemic levels. Now, of course, the uh, personal protective equipment, transportation, and health goods definitely played a role, but obviously the e-commerce and everything like that, it's crucial nowadays. And uh, AirAsia definitely see a gap in the market there that they can they can jump on. And I think it'll be very interesting to see. Airbus have already softly confirmed the A350 freighter. And of course, there's reports indicating that Boeing are pretty close to a 777X freighter launch. Now, I will go out on a whim and probably be very, very wrong. But the Boeing 777X is headed down to Dubai for the Dubai Air Show. And maybe this is when they could look at launching it. I'm not sure. But based on previous discussions, it was noted that in the coming weeks slash months, we may get a decision and a launch. Now, to me, this would potentially be before year's end, whether it's after, you know, how quickly things change. I don't have sources. That is that this is purely guesswork from me. So I could be completely wrong. But it's it's interesting, of course, that the 777X is headed down there. But at the end of the day, it makes sense. The 777X definitely has gotten a lot of love from Middle Eastern carriers. In saying that, they're not fully happy with the 777X. That's been one of the major discussions over the past week or so in relation to the 777X with Emirates. Definitely a feud's been going on there, and I don't think they're, they're the most happy with each other at the moment, especially Tim Clark. He obviously expects the highest of standards, and I don't think Boeing are necessarily providing that at the moment with their 777X and even their Boeing 787. Now, these are two aircraft types that 
Emirates will eventually have within their operations. And the lack of clarity and transparency is definitely getting to the airline. And I think it's totally understandable that they do want some answers. Uh, hopefully they get them. Hopefully it doesn't result in further order cancellations or another blow to the 777X um, overall order tally would be a further cancellation or a conversion to the 787. But like I said, we'll just have to keep an eye out on that front. I think that's going to conclude this episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Like I said, a little bit of a shorter episode. There's not as much to talk about, but hopefully in next week's one, I will bring to you much more exciting news, many more exciting developments. But with every passing week and, and not being in London, obviously, there's there's not a whole lot to talk about, but I hope you enjoyed it. If you ever want a question answered, if you ever have an idea for a topic on the podcast, you're more than welcome to flick me an email or more than welcome to send me a tweet. I'm always open to ideas uh, because I am very creative as a person, but sometimes when it comes to thinking of specific topics, it's not the easiest thing in the world. I would just like to extend a massive thanks for your continued support. It's greatly appreciated here. I know we definitely have a bit of a niche podcast but I do very much enjoy uh, waffling for 30 minutes or so every single week, and I hope it brings a smile to your face, or at the very least, you're a little bit more informed heading into your week. Stay safe. Do take care. Like always, I will see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time.